When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. Couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh, sexy! I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it, hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Welcome to another edition of the Causeway Street Podcast, coming from our brand new Causeway Street studio. Oh, yeah. The first Ooh. episode here. I like it here. It's, it it's nice. It's a little different, but I like it. We can't say where it is, right? You can say where it is, man. All right. Well, it's in Norwood. Okay. Not a bad location for uh, all of us. Shout out to you Norwoodians. Is that, what, is that how you pronounce it? I don't fucking know, man. I'm, I'm new to this joint. No, <laughs> Norwood, Norwood Adons? Right, right off the bat, Sean's pissed off, and I, I think I know uh, why. I think it had to do with the uh, the yeah, deal that no went one down gives Friday a night. Fuck about where we're recording this. Let's Friday talk about the night moves. Well, we're gonna get obviously Jesus. we're gonna get into the moves, but well, first of all, I have to point out the fact that this is a nice location. We got a brand new studio. because we got a new home of where we're gonna be recording the College Street Podcast. Check out for those YouTube videos coming soon. We're gonna decorate. Uh, That's right. We're gonna have uh, Causeway Street. Up in we'll have video episodes yeah. now because the. Uh, Live broadcast was such a success, and I definitely want yes. to start off the show with saying 
Uh, big thank you to everyone that came out. I mean, we were we were overwhelmed, man. I don't know about you guys, but like, the, thank you guys. Like the fans. I mean, I didn't even know we had fans like that. You know, what I mean, guys that were man, we had guys making references from episodes that were like over a year ago. And I was I was blown away. Shout out to you, learned citizen. Yeah, I got, yes. I yeah. got called out on a lot of bullshit. Yeah, but Sean, that's exactly what happens mm. when uh, you know you meet someone that's been listening to the show for over a year. You know, they're gonna that's call you true. out on hating Jalen Brown so much, yeah. and how you came around on that. Yeah, and now we have Jason Tatum. But you know what? We're gonna put Jason Tatum on the back burner. That conversation is over because now we're focusing in on our. Uh, this is our free agent special episode, and uh, there's one free agent that's certainly off the table. There's a name that was brought up a lot. Throughout this uh, throughout this period, throughout this offseason, Blake Griffin is now uh, a Clipper for life, it looks like. He's signed a max deal. We had the big deal that went oh, on nice. Friday night. I don't know if uh, for people out there who, who follow our Snapchat, but Sean was uh, was not happy, to say the least. He put up a snap of how, no, not, how not, upset he was not worried at about the Blake. fact that Paul George got traded. No, I'm talking about Friday night oh, when you first found out Friday about the trade. Friday night. And we all happened to be together that night. No, so we were supposed to record. We were going to record. We were going to yeah. record, and uh, that news broke, and uh, we were just kind of waiting to see what would happen between uh, between Friday night and, and, and Saturday. And we figured, you know what? Let's just get recording before. And then we got angry. Before the Celtics meet meet with Gordon Hayward. So now the pressure's on, right? Now we got to see if the Celtics can go out and sign Gordon Hayward because uh, all the other options seems like they're not on the table anymore for the Celtics. But we'll break it all down. Uh, Joseph Pavone here, of course. And we're Sean Ducha, Joel Pavone. Zach Pelican's going to dial in uh, soon. I know Zach has a lot to say about what's going on because he's uh, he's been very critical of Danny H, right? We could say that. Very, very critical. And I think now more than ever... Listen, Celtics if you're, fans if you're should not, be very critical. If you're of not critic, if you haven't been critical of Danny Ainge, you haven't been paying attention. But no, seriously though, like this is exactly what I was fearing. Exactly what I was fearing. Too many assets. Too. He's got too much. He's got way more than everybody else. So when you're dealing with him, you're going to ask for the world. And you know what? He's not going to give you that. And they're going to deal somewhere else. Exactly what happened. Happened with Paul George. Happened with Jimmy Butler. Think about it. There have been. Let's just say, let's just talk about the three names that are gone now. You've heard over the past year, we were the Celtics were supposed to acquire Paul George, or Jimmy Butler, or Blake Griffin. All now done, off. Check them off the list. They're done. Why? It's because Danny Ainge just didn't want to pay the price he needed to. He didn't want to pay that price. And all these reports that are coming out, which I think are absolute bullshit, about how. Oh, Danny offered uh, four draft picks at trade deadline. No, he fucking didn't. Because if he did, they would have made that deal. They got Victor Oladipo and Sabonis' kid. (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. No draft picks. No draft picks got traded for Paul George. So the Pacers just don't like draft picks? That's what it is? Mm, Or did Danny Ainge just... I think it's a lot more complicated Did Danny Ainge just say, you're going to do it on my terms? That's what Danny H's problem is. He no, goes, he's man. On power it's, the, trip. it's the timing, man. I don't. I don't think it had to do with with them not coming to an agreement for the terms of the deal. I think it was the timing of it. Danny H wants to sign the free agent he before to, he trades for Paul so George. So he needs to do it on his or, terms, or at least so, meet with the free agent. So that means he didn't care if he lost Paul George. Clearly, <laughs> he didn't care. Clearly, Indiana wanted to get rid of Paul George as quickly Listen, as possible. Paul, but but think about it. Like the Celtics aren't the only organization in basketball. Like. The Pacers have to deal with free agency as well. They have their own salary cap. If they wanted to make that trade before July 1st, which I'm sure they told Danny a hundred times because that shit broke at like 11 o'clock last night where they got nothing. They wanted to make that trade before July 1st. 
All right, so if if Danny pulls the trigger on that deal, and let's say hypothetically he doesn't bring in Gordon Hayward, would you be happy with that Fine, deal? Fine, because you, guess but, what? Will you be happy with that? Because we're talking about what Jay Crowder. We're talking about Avery Bradley. We're talking about I don't know. Get according the, to these reports, no, possibly I, a third starter. No, it, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't first been. round pick. No, because it was before the trade deadline. These reports are bullshit. They're, but listen, listen. It's that's, from that's, Danny. Okay, okay. It's but let's, from Celtics saying, "Hey, we did all that we could." All right, again, so then let's just so put. It's not let, our fault. It's not our fault. We didn't get the we didn't trade. For and those it, who don't know, okay, fault. okay, relax. For those who don't know, let's talk don't about what the report was. The report before the trade deadline this past uh, trade deadline in February. Four first round picks, including this year's draft pick that turned into the number one pick. It's bullshit. Let me fucking. Talk about it. I'm, I'm just commenting. All right. Four picks, Jay Crowder. And Marcus Smart's name was tossed around as well. And Indiana said no. For whatever reason, they said no. That's one report. And then right before draft night, a couple weeks ago, it was two first-round picks. This year's, and not, not, not the one that they got in the trade from, uh, from the Sixers, or the, um, or the Kings slash Lakers pick. And... Jay Crowder and other players. Mm-hmm. And I don't, for whatever reason, that didn't go through. Okay, so let. Those are the two, those are the two trade offers. Okay, so then if, if those, those are true, which they're absolutely not, because it doesn't make any sense, why would the Pacers then say, yeah, we'll just take fucking Oladipo and Sabonis and that's fucking it? Another report says that they wanted, the Pacers wanted George out of the, out of the Eastern Conference. And the Thunder were the only team that could afford to to land which, Paul George. Which okay, I, not I, Houston, not the Clippers. I just don't. I don't blame Danny Ainge if he didn't want to pull pull the trigger on the deal that without securing Gordon Hayward. Because honestly, I don't see Paul George sticking around if there isn't another All Star in there. You know, a, a super team situation for him to to flourish in. Obviously, the risk of him going to L.A. next season plays a part. Obviously, the, the the fact that if the Celtics don't get to at least the NBA Finals, what's going to convince him to stick around? What's going to convince Paul George to to, to stay in Boston and sign a max deal when there's other choices? So let's just say let's let's fast forward a second and let, let's 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 think about okay, let's say the Celtics make it the Eastern Conference Finals, they get bounced out against Cleveland. He leaves. All of a sudden, you've given up Jay Crowder, you've given up Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, you've given up potentially Avery Bradley, and you have nothing to show for it. Danny Ainge is not going picks. to pull a trigger on that type of deal. Without securing another premier all star. But if you want to believe reports, it also said that if they were going to give up a package that big, it would have came with an extension, a three year extension. Yeah, but he would have to. Oh, was that guaranteed though? Yeah, that wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm just saying though, that was part of that was part of what they were discussing. Well, yeah, he signs an extension once he sees Gordon Hayward on the roster. He sees Isaiah Thomas on the roster. That's going to make him, you know, that's going to motivate him to sign it. But I'm not even 100 percent sure he would have signed it. We know better than anyone that that's just not how Danny works. Danny Ainge is not going to give up so many assets without securing another all-star to convince Paul George that this is the place for him to keep going and chasing a ring. After this year, who's to say that he's going to stay in Oklahoma City? I mean, no, he definitely not staying in OKC. We don't, we don't know that. Who knows? If he plays with Russ for a year, he's got a better chance signing well, there than But that's else. the thing, though. Oklahoma City, that's a risk they're willing to take because they're not giving up as much as the Celtics yeah. were giving yeah, up. They're giving up shit. They're actually getting relieved of an Oladipo yeah, contract. No, that's that a risk. That, yeah, that's a good risk for them. They're still, they're still another piece away. Thund- the Thunder still need another All Star to to try to challenge Golden State. Nah, I so, don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I think this is just an attempt to to keep Westbrook in OKC. But who knows? Don't forget, both of those dudes are free agent next year. Yeah, 
But man, the Western Conference is getting stacked now between the Houston trade and you know Indiana. Yeah. There'll be some. There'll be some snubs. Some All Star snubs. Definitely. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Um, I'm dying to see what Zach is, you know, thinking right now with, with all of this, everything's going on between Blake Griffin off the table, between uh, that was Zach's Paul boy. George off the table. Yeah, man. I'm sure he's not. Uh, he's not so thrilled with with, with uh, what's transpired within the last what, week, 24 hours or so. <laughs> the last week, uh, Zach Pelican joins the College Street Podcast. Zach, um, initial thoughts: Is this you know, if if Danny Age doesn't sign Gordon Hayward, what's the next move for him in the Celtics? Uh, probably tuck his head between his legs and start to rock back and forth crying very, very hard, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, after hey, that... <laughs> there's always next year, resolved. Zach. There's always next year. Don't forget. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the issue that I have... I mean, you thought about there's, it. There's a, couple of, there's a couple of different things. The first thing is, I don't think there's another top 10, top 12 player that's going to be on the board. So... That's about the win with the Paul George thing and Blake Griffin, who you know, we'll call him a top twenty player, and Hayward's a top twenty-five player. We'll say as well. If those pieces fall off the board, I I honestly can't tell you where they go next because you're not going to get caliber of player. Danny missed. I agree with Zach. Danny missed. Truthfully, I got zero faith. I have, right now in this moment today, July first, where we're recording. I have zero faith that the Celtics are going to sign Gordon Haywood. I have zero faith. Well, it's a good thing you brought that up because reports right now, the latest report on Gordon Haywood is Miami has become the front runners Mm. to sign Mr. Haywood. But like all this, all this just, uh, how about that? All this means is that like Danny Ainge, I don't know. (laughs) But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that this should happen, but you know what? You can't blame Danny. Just fucking rebuild at this point. Sign Isaiah, sign Avery Bradley, fucking sign him to max deals, grow Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or whatever, Smart. draft your fucking two first f- top five draft picks next year, just fucking do it. You're not going to just say, you know what, <laughs> we're done. That's it. Because I'm sick and fucking tired of listening to these reports of, well, this is the year because we're going to get George and Haywood. Or, oh yeah. Super we're gonna, team. We're going to get Jimmy Butler and... This other dude. Oh, you know, Vucevic is coming and Boogie is coming and uh, no one fucking comes here, man. Gal- no one fucking comes here. Gallinari? Danny can't make a trade. Danny hasn't made a trade since Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. And we didn't, weren't even excited about that shit. <laughs> no one saw that shit coming. There was not an anticipated trade for Isaiah Thomas. It's never going to happen. Danny's never going to make another trade. He's never going to sign another big name free agent. Al Horford's his guy. That's it. Rebuild. Fuck it. Zach, is that is that the uh, is that the plan? Rebuild and, and, and just lock in the guys that the, the Celtics need and, and just go forward. Just buy my Zizis jersey right now. I mean, if you look at this free agency list, what, what is it? Gallinari is probably with the next most attractive player on this list. If you're if you're not bringing in Gordon Haywood, right? Randolph, Zach Randolph, Zach Randolph. No, don't sign any of them. <laughs> you just go sign that more German forwards like that fucking dude. They just <laughs> Otto Porter is available. Great. Zach, did the Celtics go that route? I hope not. You're just going to wrap up more money, and you're going to hurt your cap going forward. There's a pretty good crop of free agents going in 2018, which is, I think, probably going to be the next most likely move for, for Boston. Just hold on to your flexibility for another year. The problem is you have three of your most key players that are going to be a potential free agents with Marcus Smart, who I believe is going to be restricted as long as they offer the 
uh, for as long as they sign an offer sheet to him. And then you've got Bradley and Thomas, who are probably both going to be paid in excess of $20 million per year, with Isaiah Thomas probably looking at $30 plus million a year if he can come back from that hip surgery and be anything near what he was a year ago. So you're talking about a lot of money that's have to, going to have to be figured out and wrapped up with the players that you currently have unless you trade them. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the move because, like I was saying, I just I don't see anyone else on the board that can fall. I don't see any other moves that – I mean, anyone else in that top team players in the league, why would those teams move them? Because they're either in good situations or under good contracts or players that those teams feel like they can win with. So it just doesn't really make sense to me. Unless, and, and this is really off the wall, Golden State for some reason, Clay Thompson had to be moved. That's that's the only other guy I can see out there that maybe there's even a possibility for. And even with that in mind, he's got two more years at a very reasonable contract for him. So I don't see that being possible either. So does Boston try to find a way to facilitate trade for Cleveland to get Kevin Love? Does that excite you? Because that's about the only player out there with a quote-unquote big name that I see. So I don't know. I mean, this really it's disappointing, and I think we've gotten to the point where we better start looking at the different draft classes over the next two to three years because that's about as good as it's going to get. Hoping that, hoping, remember, let's remember, it's, if it's still draft lottery that we've only won one time in the history of the franchise, we can hope that we're going to be up there again, the Nets being as bad as they are and with the Lakers expected to be poor. But at the end of the day, there's no guarantee you're picking at the top of the draft. And even worse than that, the Indians doesn't have a great track record as a, uh, a drafter at the top of the draft. I mean, he's... He's had now three or four picks at the top of the draft, and none of which have turned into All-Stars. So, I mean, a lot of them have been recent, but I don't know. It's, it's very concerning, and I think, uh, you know, we're starting to get to that point where five years from now, we could be looking back. This could be one of the most catastrophic failures that has, has happened in the history of the NBA. And I know that, that's kind of hyperbole right now, but no, it, I, it could very well go that way with the way things are looking. I think mm-hmm. the, only, the only saving grace is that uh, uh, Chicago looks like an asshole, too. Trading Jimmy Butler for that, but we'll talk about. I mean, that's a different story. But well, Zach, one name that I brought up like like three weeks ago is a guy who I I envisioned the Celtics going after if everything else failed. And of course, this is sort of the last what two or three days where if this one fails in terms of the Celtics not going out and signing Gordon Hayward, this is when you're going to start hearing this name. And I would love to hear your take on it because I don't think it's a bad route to go if you're the Boston Celtics, Carmelo Anthony. Now, get the fuck out of here. I know the Celtics are going to need a third team to make this happen because if you don't want to see the Celtics, and, I, and I'm on that page, if you don't want to see the Celtics giving up a, a combination of Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley for, for Carmelo Anthony, they're going to have to get a third team involved to make the contracts match. But what is your take on the Celtics potentially going after Carmelo Anthony? A guy who has gone on record to say that he would waive his no trade clause to come to Boston and a guy who could give you a year, if not a second year, if he picks up that option of uh, production, you know, offensive production to, to add to Isaiah Thomas, to add to uh, uh, Al Horford and to add to this Celtics team that is looking to make it into the NBA finals within the next couple of years and, and, and top the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, he's he's an interesting. I mean, there's two ways don't, to look at it. Don't lie. I think the, the first the first way to look at it is uh, the way that me and Sean probably look at it, which is if you're not going to go get another player to go with it, another star, what point you're not really doing? Any, you're not moving forward. All you're not moving forward enough. 
where it's going to make a difference against the Cavaliers. The other way of looking at it is, okay, Boston has struggled to score when Isaiah Thomas is off the floor. They don't have a guy who can create his own shot. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony can still do that at 32 years old. And I think it's but unfair for the Southern to, to the ask day, Jason Tatum to do that, you know, in his rookie year. If you have someone like Carmelo Anthony, I mean, listen, it sort of eases the process. No, I mean, I would be okay with Carmelo Anthony coming here if we got Paul George and Gordon Haywood or, or something like that where he's like, Somehow, like, the third guy we add in. Like, he's just, like, a, a, an added piece. No way. Absolutely no way. And first off, am I dealing with the Knicks at this time? Because they're a fucking mess. They're they're going to ask for way too much. And if you want Carmelo, you to overpay. But if, you're, if you Second get a third off, team involved, you're not giving up too much. No, I just, I don't, I don't think it, it's worth it at all. Sorry, I think I cut you off, Zach. What were you going to say? You're going to make a deal, which is probably, well, actually, now that Phil's gone, it might be pretty realistic. But that's another thing to take into consideration with that is Phil's gone. Do you think now that maybe that he's out the door and this team can get back to some level of normalcy that maybe, you know, that might even be off the table? It's just, it's a very bad situation. And I think, I don't blame Danny Ainge per se about this Paul George thing because he kind of had to sign Hayward first to get the George thing to actually fall in line. I agree. So I don't blame him necessarily with how this went down. But at the end of the day, if you want to sit there and defend what he's offering, that's what gets me upset is the fact that he offered three late first-round picks, Jay Crowder, and an expiring contract of Avery Bradley as his package. Who the hell in their right mind would think that a multi-time all-star is going to be worth that? Listen, it's as still, as it's still better. Hand, let's be honest about ourselves. Maybe, maybe as soon as he gets Gordon Hayward to sign on, on the dotted line, and, you know, whether it's Monday or Tuesday, he would have turned around and said, okay, you know what? I'll give you this Lakers pick. Let's call it a day. And maybe it all works out. And, but it just didn't work out. It blew up in his face. And now we have to worry about walking away from this offseason with Jason Tatum and, and, and getting Zizic to come from Serbia. That you know, would, that, that, that's it. That's it now. And you know what? You know what, too? Like, we're we're forgetting if the Celtics don't get Hayward now, like because he's the last he's the last guy. Isaiah's not going to be ready to start the year. If you go back in with the same team minus Isaiah Thomas and plus Jason Tatum and Zizic, whatever, you're going to have a tough, tough start of the season. Like how how are you? How are the Celtics going to be able to play without Isaiah Thomas for? Has he agreed to do the surgery yet? Is that no, a, not yet. Okay. Which is, I think which, is well, which is alarming. Which is alarming because he should have just done it to. Well, no, I, I think what the, what the Southern are doing is that they're waiting to to release that information until after the free agency process. Yeah, they don't want to give yeah. Gordon Haywood any reason to think that he's not going to be 100 exactly. percent or that this is going to be an ongoing plaguing injury throughout the season. So, but you know what? They're not going to release that information right away. If you're Miami, you're saying this dude's not going to be playing with you for the first four months of the year. You know what I mean? Like Isaiah, realistically, if Isaiah has agreed to get the surgery, whether we know it or not, which he, I think he needs it. He's out until the All-Star break? Something like that? No, I don't think it's that. No, I think it's until about December, which yeah. is the same thing you would have gotten if, if, if you get Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's not going to be healthy either, but that's I don't know. neither here or there, I, I guess. I just, I just <laughs> think, yeah, first point. off, to go back on your Carmelo point, three it's words, moved. Honey Nut Cheerios, no. Don't want Carmelo. <laughs> All right. Just, just They're separated right now, okay? They Come are. on. Is that in, is that in, is that in power or is that no, in no, real life? No, they're, no, they're separated right oh, now. They are? Real life. Sean, I can't think of another guy. Well, okay, maybe I can think of a few, but <laughs> it's a short list of guys in the NBA 
with all-star talent that are just eager to prove themselves and to shut up all their critics. Carmelo Anthony is probably near the top of the list in terms of a, a, okay. a guy who wants to prove himself to be a winner. And would he would relish if, a situation to, to face LeBron James in Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, so so I will I will caveat it like this. is If you can get a third team involved to match contracts. Oh, well, you have to. Because you know, I don't see Danny Ainge giving no. up what right. he would have given Straight up for up, Paul no. George. Okay. No. This, 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 and he's not worth it. This is what I'll say. Is that you can get Carmelo without the Brooklyn pick. With or protect, I don't care about anything. You don't even mention the Brooklyn pick. You don't mention the Lakers or Kings pick. You don't mention. Oh yeah, well, if you Danny don't mention H, if any, Danny any, didn't put the Brooklyn pick on the table for Paul George, he's not gonna do it for Carmelo. Anthony. Right, right. So, all right, if you have to give up like nothing, and you don't sign him to an extension, so we don't get locked into a Carmelo because mm-hmm. he has a player option. Yeah, as an option year. after, yeah, which you get he him could for one very year, much take. You get him for one year. Whatever. If you don't get anybody else, fine. I don't care. But still, at the same time, all he's going to do is take away minutes from Brown and Tatum. So I, I just don't know if it's worth it. If, if you're not if you're not signing a guy... It's worth it if you don't sign Hayward. I'm saying if they strike out on Hayward, I would like them to go after Carmelo. No, but I'm not saying put him together why? with Hayward. But but why? Because he he then will be the starting three, right? Yeah. Okay, so now Brown's four, gonna four. come off the bench. So you don't think you don't think Tatum's gonna lose minutes? Like if if you don't get anybody and you have Isaiah out with a hip injury to start the year, I don't care about the record. I'm saying at this point, you know what? Just just rebuild. Make sure see what you got out of Tatum no, and Brown. Sean, they need no, they need I, someone that can produce twenty points on any given night at least, no. average twenty, and have another score to complement outside of Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Right? I'm not. I'm not. Like I said earlier, I don't want to see Jason Tatum in a spot where he needs to be the third best scorer on the team because if, uh, if that's the situation, why? because then that means you're not going anywhere in terms of beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, you're at not. At least someone like if Carmelo Anthony will give you another win or two no, if in you, that series. If, if you don't three have, wins away, they were last year. If you don't three improve, wins away. If you don't improve the team and you lose pieces, like whatever bench pieces you want, how does talk he about, not improve the team? I'm saying if you don't improve the team, then and Isaiah Thomas is going to be injured, you're going to have a tough start to the year. You might as well get Tatum as many minutes as possible, and have him develop. But he would have lost minutes if Paul George. That trade went yes, through. Yes, but Paul George versus Carmelo Anthony. Gordon Hayward versus Carmelo Anthony. I don't think Carmelo for one year is going to do anything enough to, to, to put us over that, that ledge, yeah, right? He gives you another 20-point score, which the Celtics don't have outside of Isaiah. I'm just saying. It's I, not even I, close. No this, one can score at, 20 <laughs> points for the Celtics. At this point, I would value build, uh, you know, developing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum over having Carmelo come in and I mean, they're still going to develop. It's not like they're not playing at all. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Carmelo plays like 30, 32 minutes a night. Maybe he won't play that much. Maybe he'll play 20, trade, 28, 29 minutes I don't know. tonight. You, I don't think you would trade for him. I, I just don't think that, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the NBA right now, you adding Carmelo Anthony puts you into like a top 10 team in the NBA. Like, <laughs> you may crack the top 10. I still, I still think they, they're, they're a better team. The way they are right now, and you add Carmelo Anthony, that's a better team than a few months ago. Yeah, than a few months ago. But also, um, the Rockets are better. The Thunder yeah, but are we don't, better. We don't, we're not in the Western Conference. Okay, but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, Carmelo's not going to put you over the hump. I don't think the, the Cavs are going to do something, I'm sure, to get better. Like they, you know okay. what I mean? Like, but just Gordon Haywood, does that put you over the hump? Just signing Gordon Haywood. He's better than Carmelo Anthony, so yeah, I think you would. Be, you would. Well, yeah, it gives you a lot more upside, but right, uh, it doesn't put you over the hump. It though. Doesn't put you over the hump. That's my that's my point. 
But if but, you strike out on first, Gordon, if you strike I'll out on Gordon Hayward, I'll be the first one to say you draft Tatum this is and the, you sign Gordon Hayward. That's a successful off off season, right. in my opinion. But here here's the thing. Obviously, you're you go out and sign Hayward. Maybe it doesn't put you over the tump, hump this year, but then the next year when you go out and sign another free agent or you draft the number one or you trade something and you can add to that team, Carmelo is a pure rental if he comes here and he's not going to put him put put the Celtics over the hump next year. The way the team's constituted, it doesn't matter. Why would you even it give makes anything it, it makes up it an attractive more, more attractive team with Carmelo on the squad. I don't care about attractive. I I don't care about attractive. I'm just saying. Well, you, that's the point. That's the point of Haywood. You bring in Haywood and then. You get you you you're trying to get others other players to come to the team as well. Oh, you're Carmelo talking about does for that. the player. I thought you about no. I'm talking about for you know adding players. I don't know. I just think I just think obviously Hayward or bust at this point. If Hayward if Hayward doesn't come, if I'm Danny, it's a failure. Uh, yes, it's a failure. Absolute failure. Absolute failure. Zach, we haven't gotten a chance to talk to you since the uh, NBA draft. So uh, real quick, what's your take on the uh, what the Celtics did uh, drafting Jason Tatum? Uh, what are your what's your reaction to uh, the newest Celtic? I didn't mind too much. I, I do believe Danny Ainge when he says that he thought Jason Tatum was the best player out of this draft in, in his eyes. Um, I believe that he thinks that, not that I necessarily agree with it. Um, but you know, you're talking about a professional scorer, a guy who does have the potential to grow into being a starter quality NBA player. And I think you know, I mean, they make the comparison to face Paul Pierce in the future. I don't think he's quite that high end of a scorer, but I think he is a player who can be one of your top two scorers on on a, a championship caliber team. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking about a guy who shot the ball pretty well at Duke a year ago. I think he kind of took that team over by the end of the year, away from Grayson Allen and uh, Luke Kennard. And he's just a solid player. He's a very solid player. My issue with him is that I do think there is absolutely a ceiling to how good he can be. I don't think we're looking at a guy who's going to be Kevin Durant or LeBron James. I think we're looking at a guy who's going to be in that middle tier, you know, that 15 through 30 uh, player, and, and, you know, when you go and rank him out. I think Boston got the raw end of a deal with the Josh Jackson thing, not being able to see him play in the pre-drafts, which still upsets me. And I think the Phoenix Suns need to uh, really, really keep their you know, head on a swivel. I think the age is going to get them again at some point with that. Um but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't mind Jason Tatum. I think he's a nice player. Uh, I think he's a good, good, solid locker room presence. He's a, he, from all accounts, he's a good kid. I think he, he's going to do well here. Uh, I really like, and I'm going to butcher this name, Semi Ojale in the beginning of the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that, that was a fantastic grab. Like, uh, very, not very typical of him to go after a guy who is the highest on the board at, the, at that time. And he goes out and gets him, I think it's at 37. This kid is, yeah. I think he could end up being, you know, possibly the highest uh, potential out of any of the four players that they selected. Really athletic, strong, good, solid build. A guy who can play kind of a stretch three, four. Um, <laughs> sounds just like a Brad Stevens. Sounds like a Brad Stevens favorite, man. He loves those guys. Yep. Those, uh, exactly. Very, very versatile. versatile he defend yeah. or has the potential to be a solid defender as well. Shoots the ball pretty well. I really like what I've seen out of him. I, you know, he was a very good player at SMU under Larry Brown, and then to get the name of the coach that took over after him. I really like that pick. The other two, interesting. You you draft a guy with the last name Bird, but we'll see what happens <laughs> there. And then uh, Kadeem Allen, who is a pretty solid combo guard, who uh, will be going up against Demetrius Jackson to see if he can get onto the roster and get some time at some point. But not a bad draft overall. But uh, again, we're sitting here saying, well, not bad, but you know, what else? 
Yeah, well, everyone's looking for the fireworks, man. That's what it is, Zach. Everyone. Exactly. Wick, yeah. Wick said that, what, three years ago? And we're, yeah, Celtics it's been, just, been biting him in the ass ever since. Celtics fans <laughs> have been waiting ever since. But, I mean, you can draft the best second rounder out there. The way the Celtics are constituted now, though, that dude's never going to see the fucking floor. We got, you, you, that, that's what happens when you draft. Got to love Sean's optimism, huh? That's what happens he when you He could be MVP of the D-League, though, just like. Sure, uh, like Abel, Abu. Abu uh, exactly. <laughs> I know I know you're going to be watching Summer League. Don't act like you ain't going to be watching Summer League. Yeah, but. They're, they're yeah. taking that championship, man. It's going to be fun. Taking that crown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm the only one that's excited about it. They, no. got the, they got the rookie of the year of the D-League on the squad as well. It's going to be good. I can't believe. Like the amount MVP. of enthusiasm MVP, sorry, that's going around the summer league roster on Celtics Twitter, I'm like, it's a fucking summer league roster. Like it's the future, bro. The way the thing's looking right now. Oh, Smoochie Wallace. Say that again. <laughs> oh, Smoochie, there you go. That's yeah, your boy. That's his boy. That's, that's Zach's boy. So. I, don't, I don't think he's gonna get much playing time, but he'll he'll be there. Smoochie, 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 Smoochie. Smoochie Wallace. Hey, speaking of speaking of, do you have this in case you missed it? I don't want to spoil it. No, go ahead. But oh, speak, I, was gonna, I was gonna spoil one too, but go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of uh, summer league, you hear my Spoilers boy all around. My boy James Young on the uh, uh, New Orleans Pelicans roster for the summer league. As Good for a, him. As a free agent, not knowing where the hell he's going to play ever again. <laughs> he's going to take Tim Fraser's spot that now. No. That he's I a, mean, that's the place to go. If you want to make a team, you go to New Orleans. I, I mean. put money on the fact that James Young is going to be a baller in Summer League this year. Okay. I'll take that bet. Okay. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> MVP. I thought you were going to stay in the, MVP. In the regular season, but okay. Summer League. Uh, Zach, b- before we let you go... Um, one thing I want to bring up is, is uh, the, the trade that went down this past week involving Chris Paul going to the Houston Rockets. The Rockets gave up a boatload of players, uh, some draft picks, some what, some money was involved also. But what I want to hear your take on is the uh, the reports that came out after the trade. Uh, and I, I'm sure Joel has it for in case you missed it, but no, Zach, Zach's not going to be there. So I want to I want to hear what he has to say about it. Um Report about spoiling shit. Doc Rivers' son <laughs> being favored, Austin Rivers being favored, uh, things that he was doing that, you know, transgressions that he wasn't getting uh, punished for the same way the other players were. What's your take on that in terms of uh, stuff that, that Big Baby brought up? That Exactly. The same exact <laughs> stuff that, that Big Baby brought up and uh, that, that tough dynamic of, uh, you know, father and son. And, and, and pretty much, let's face it, I mean, Doc Rivers pretty much saved him from, from falling out of the NBA. What's your take on how they can move forward? You know, with that relationship on the Clippers team, and do you think that there's a lot of truth to what Chris Paul or the reports of how Chris Paul felt about that? Well, first off, the the initial report that Chris Paul he was fed up with that was uh, the fact that Doc refused to put Austin in a trade at the trade deadline for Carmelo Anthony. Mm. He refused to include him. Right, and we know that was Chris, what that's what put him over the edge. And we know Chris Paul and, and Carmelo Anthony they they have a good relationship. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, they're friends they're off buddies. the court. Mm-hmm. You know, the banana boat picture, all that. Yep. <laughs> I can't get on a banana boat now. I was in Aruba and they had a banana boat trip. It was pretty well priced, and I said I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be one of them. Okay, cool, cool. So Zach, <laughs> right. what is your take? What's your take after all that? <laughs> it's it's strange. I mean, it just goes to show you that uh, you know when you have a father coaching a son, that these are the types of issues that come up. Is that you know he's got family issues. He can't treat the kid because you know his wife's gonna divorce him or whatever. You know he's gonna have issues at home. <laughs> so. It's, Your sandwich ain't going to be and done I, every honestly, day. I, I, I believe I believe Chris Paul. You know, I, be, I believe yeah, we're coming too. out of his camp because I think that it is a situation where, I mean, Austin Rivers is a middle-of-the-road NBA player at best. No, and, no. I mean, we're talking about a situation where the Clippers knew that this day was going to come, where Chris Paul was going to be a free agent. Blake could have walked out the door this, this offseason. And 
you know, why are you not trying to get it as good as possible and do as much as possible in order to be able to start winning games? Those guys aren't getting any younger, and they knew it. And, I mean, it, it is disappointing to hear that Doc, who is this guy who left Boston because he didn't want to coach a team that had to rebuild and take all these steps, now he's kind of looking like he's going to have to rebuild after all of that. So it, it's sad to see. But, I mean, Doc Rivers to me, and I, I love him, but I always thought there was a little bit of an, an overrated situation with him that I think, you know, we could have put Dutra on the sidelines with, with KG, Ray Allen, and Pierce. He was going to be able to win a title with those three. I the, mean, fuck is, the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great coach. You're the big baby of this uh, scenario, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because if you put Carmelo Anthony on that team, and of, of course, Doc didn't anticipate that injury to happen to Blake Griffin the way it did, but I mean, you would have had someone to sort of substitute you know, offensive production and, and, you know, for, for Blake Griffin, I mean, they needed Blake Griffin throughout those playoffs. And, and, and the Clippers, of course, fell short. And I feel like Doc was sort of uh, thinking to himself, especially when he first got to the Clippers, that he was thinking to himself that this is going to be a run that they can con- continue to keep doing over and over and over again. And then, lo and behold, the Golden State Warriors become the Golden State Warriors. They go out and get Kevin Durant and they just leapfrogged, you know, the Clippers way ahead of, of, of their process. Funny thing is that Big Baby came out and said this shit. He's been and, saying this and, shit like all oh, year. And everybody was like, get the fuck out of yeah, here, yeah, Big yeah. Baby. He's bitter. You're just he's mad. Bitter, You're butthurt. Yeah. yeah, like, then all of a sudden, Chris Paul is he's like, yeah. No, no. He's like, that's what the fuck I've been saying all fucking yeah, season. Exactly. Mm. They couldn't get out the first round. Yeah, I, I, I just think that there's a reason why there's a coaching position and a GM position. Separate, right? Like, Doc obviously has connections emotionally with a lot of players Obviously, his is his son, right? He's the only reason why his son still has a job right now in the NBA. Listen, because let's let's be honest. Yeah, when when, when Danny traded for him and you know got waived or whatever, no one was gonna pick him up. Mm-hmm. No one was gonna pick up Austin Rivers and this, two years ago. In this point guard what era, what was that he just again? he falls through the cracks. I mean, he he's not consistent enough to be a starter. He he's fallen back to that role off the bench, but that could easily his production could easily be replaced on almost any given team because he's not as effective as a lot of other guards that the that, that are more consistent. Honestly, I mean, he should the, be in the D League. Doc saved him. He should be in the D League. If he if the Clippers didn't if the Clippers if, if they didn't make that trade, that would be the case. If he wasn't he would be in the D if league. he wasn't Doc's son, he would be in the D League. Yeah. And or playing in Europe somewhere. You know what you know you know you know why this pisses me off so much? Because he takes positions away from guys like Phil Pressey. <laughs> that was a shot at Sway. <laughs> Sean just starts smiling. He's, 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 Sean's being an asshole. He'll talk about Phil Pressey. Hey, Phil Pressey's not done, man. His career is uh, hanging in the balance. He'll, he'll, he'll get back soon. Hey, Zach, man, I appreciate you checking in. Why don't you come down to the studio one of these days, man? We'll get, we get, you, uh, get you set up over here in, the, in, our, in our new spot. I know, I know. The new spot, definitely. 104. Causeway, uh, Causeway Street 104. Yeah. Or, is that what we're calling it? Or I'm toying with the Causeway Corner. I don't uh, know. Okay, all right. Causeway Street Corner. Good. Yeah. I don't know. I like that's it. Good. Hey, Zach, any, any final thoughts before uh, we, we let you go on uh, this uh, great start to the free agency period? Yeah, because uh, the next time, yeah. the next time <laughs> yeah. we talk to you, we'll find out we'll, we'll, yeah, what right. happens with Gordon Hayward. Yes, I'd like to say fuck Danny A. <laughs> any, any prediction or any final thoughts? That sounded nothing like Zach. But. Didn't? Um, I'll, I'll say this. I think even though we're hearing now that Gordon Hayward is leaning towards Miami, he shows up in Boston. I think we're still going to have a shot. I hope that that, that that can't happen for us, but it's going to be tough, and if we walk away from this week and we don't have a Gordon Hayward and we definitely don't have a Paul George, 
Uh, I mean, Danny Ainge and the Celtics team are going to have to come back, really come back to the table with a much better idea because, unfortunately, I think, you know, dragging your feet, taking your time, it's really working out for a lot of Celtics fans out there, and rightfully so. So, I don't know. How, how excited are we about those draft picks next year? Yo. Because it feels like that might be it. Hey, Zach, I got, I got one question for you. Or comment. Sure. Comment slash question. Do you remember right in the middle of May when we podcasted and you were like, well, you said it, though. This is the turning point mm. <laughs> of the when they, Celtics. When, no, when rebuild. they landed number one pick, the Celtics mm. rebuild is about to go into hyperdrive. I yeah, think yeah. is what Zach said. Yeah. How mm. are you feeling about those comments now, man? Uh, I think we're. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> he said a turning point. He didn't say uh, either good or bad. He just said a turning point. He said he, fucking he, hyperdrive. It was a very. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the word for it. A very uh, important moment. Because, I mean, at at this point, there's something else that's going to have to happen now at some point in the near future, too. And that is the figuring out of what Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart are going to be with this team. So that flexibility is going to be gone one way or another. I hear you, bro. The right of the Causeway Street blog.com. Hold on, real quick. Okay. Sorry. One more question. All right. Okay. Damn it, Sway. It just hit me right now. Sorry, Jordan. Cut you off. I got shit to do. (laughs) Zach, (laughs) are you upset about the whole jimmy butler thing do you think that danny dropped the ball like let's because i i know you're so critical of danny age and i'm kind of surprised that you're not being more uh i don't know more like uh f danny age right now with, with everything that's, that's transpired are you do you think that he should have made a deal for jimmy butler do you think that he should have done whatever it took to get paul george i mean i, I know the in my opinion if it to me the deal breaker was that brooklyn pick do you think that paul george would be worth that uh, the Brooklyn pick this year or next year? Next year. Um, honestly, that was the first point for me. I, I, I said in my head, my deal that I would have given up if I was in dating agency, I said Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, and the Lakers pick next year, or the if it turns into the Kings pick. That was going to be my trade offer if I was Danny Ainge for one day. That's what I would have offered. And from there, I would have built, you had three other late first-round draft picks, and I would have added one and said, hey, Here's what it is. You know, if you guys are willing to take it, great. If not, then, you know, you can move on. Like I said, I, I'm i disappointed, but at the end of the day, I understand where the timing of this entire situation is a little difficult to say, well, it's all your fault, Danny. Mm-hmm. It, it is. You know, it's hard fault. to say that. It really is. No, because it's not. Say it with me, And to make that trade, I think, would have really been difficult because then you're talking about they would have had to deal quite a bit away for very little in order to be able to make the room to get Hayward onto this team. And the whole plan and the whole thought is behind this that you build a super team with as much depth as possible and you trade as little as possible to get that team. So, I don't know. It's tough. The Jimmy Butler thing bothers me probably a little bit more than the Paul George trade just because he has two years on that deal. He seems to fit this team very, very well. And the price seems to be so reasonable i don't know it is disappointing and i think it's going to get more and more disappointing you know whenever we miss out on someone and, and you know with all of these assets these assets are turning into players now it's no longer hey they got three brooklyn picks they got one little bit now and we don't know where that's going to be so it is it's starting to come to fruition of okay they're just going to build this thing through the draft and they'll pick up pieces wherever they can find them because there hasn't been much movement in terms of those trades and sean when you freaked out earlier i was like this this man right now is having a break, but he is right. <laughs> he is not making any more trades. He is not making any more signings because it's all over. They, they, they're just not going to happen. It's just it's not done. there. And I, to 
too bad, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. All right, Zach, we appreciate you checking in, man. Where can I find you on Twitter before you uh, bounce? At OTW Sports Radio. There it is, Zach Pelican of CausewayStreetBlog.com. Thanks again, Zach, and enjoy your, your holiday, and we'll talk real soon. Definitely. Be careful, with the, be careful with the fireworks. Don't No Jason Pierre Paul shit, all right? No, there's no fireworks for not here in the Boston area. You know that, Sean. <laughs> hey, laws are laws. Well said. Well said. Meant to be broken, okay? <laughs> well said. <laughs> All right, let's get into it in case you missed it. Wait, what do we miss? Hold on. What, what, what's going on? What's going on around the NBA? Hold on. I just want to. I just want to say one thing. I'll, what's up? I'll, I t- okay. We got the number one pick. The Celtics had the number one pick. I just want to put this in perspective. The number one pick yeah. traded down mm-hmm. out of the number one pick in hopes that you can then sign free agents and trades and have more assets. Now you have nothing. You have the number three pick that you drafted. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on a second. You still got next year's pick, or it could be 2019. <laughs> Come on. You, you got could, two for one. You, you got two for one. You could, you could, you could theoretically. They could end up with two. You Top could, five picks next season. You could theoretically draft all of them for for the Kings at like pick seventeen, bro, in two thousand nineteen. Like, hopefully, we get the Lakers pick next year. If you come, if you come in next year, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter because <laughs> I was just thinking. You know what? You get the Brooklyn number one overall pick, and you get the number one two pick. You could have the top two picks next year. Yeah, but Sean, how good are the Lakers going to be? I, I mean, what? Right, what Brooke I'm, Lopez? No, no, I, I'm, I'm saying. Brooke Lopez. I'm he saying, was on that Brooklyn team. Hold on. I'm saying. The one you, that got the number one pick last you year. You could have the number one and number two pick next year, theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Danny will fuck it up. He'll fuck it up. He'll <laughs> well, trade. You're saying he'll, he'll flip that? He'll trade the number one and number two pick for the number five and number six pick and then 10 <laughs> picks in 2027. I don't want to think that far ahead. No, but according to Danny, guys. There's no such thing as too many draft picks. Listen, value is key, okay? So if you can get the best player at number three instead of the best player at number one, whoa, let me blow your mind for a second there, little boy. <laughs> Got him. It's called drafting with Danny, okay? We're in the we're in the fucking algorithm section right Drafting now. Drafting with Trader Danny. But yep. Sean, Sean, at the end of the day, though. Don't call him Trader Danny anymore. If anyone else calls him Trader Danny, I'm going to punch you in the but face. But Sean, at the end of the day. He's not a trader. At the end of the day, like your, bo- traded, like your boy said. Like your boy said, at the end of the day, though, it's just basketball, man. <laughs> it's just basketball. Listen. At I, the end of the day. It's just basketball. It's just basketball. So LeBron coming to the Celtics in free agency in 2018? Well, for the... Boston sports fans. I mean, Nick we still brought up a good point. We I still mean, got Sox and we still got the fucking Patriots. If we're talking about what's this, is it one of the best teams that he could join, Celtics probably going to be nope. what? Top two? I'm top over three? It. I'm over everything. You sign Isaiah long-term. You sign Avery Bradley long-term. You build around his core. You bring up Tatum. You bring up Brown. See what the fuck happens. So he officially, Draft number one. I'm done. I don't want he, Hayward. He, I don't want Hayward. He officially fucked up the grilled cheese sandwich? He fucked up the fucking grilled cheese sandwich, man. <laughs> All you had to do was put cheese, butter, and bread on the fucking stove. That's it. You walked away, smoked a pack of butts, came back inside, your house was It was all charcoal. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing worse than a burnt grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> he, he screwed it up, bro. And you know what? You know what? It, the thing that sucks, the thing that sucks for me is that he had such an opportunity to be like, make this move and make this, you know, crazy we're going to win. We're going to have a super team move. He screws it up. 
And still all of Boston Celtics fans and everybody just says, well, you know, it's fine. We got Tatum. We got Brown. We built to the future. We got the pick next year. He can't fail. You know, you know, jobs where you can't fail, you could be doing a horrible job. You can fail. No, he can't fail. He's got oh. too many assets. He can't fail. That's right. He can just be like, well, we'll just draft them all. That's it. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Stupid. They're going to n- create a new D-League team just to... Just to have all these draft, yeah, draft picks. The Hartford play Whalers for. coming back. <laughs> the Hartford Whalers. For the D-League. Celtics has two D-League teams. <laughs> Jesus. What, one in Maine and then the other one in Hartford. Hartford. Nice. Yep. Awesome. All right. We can go into In Case You Missed It. I'm, I'm mad. So, <laughs> In Case You Missed It, Sean is pissed off. Stupid, man. If you haven't seen it on Snapchat. Could have traded for Paul George. <laughs> all right. Sabonis! So in Case You Missed It. In case you missed it, Chicago Bulls continue to blow up their core after trading uh, Jimmy Butler last week during the draft. We didn't even talk about that. They've waived Ray John Rondo, and this is the key to all this, Isaiah Cannon. Oh, poor Isaiah. Poor Isaiah. Well, But wait, they still have Dwayne Wade at $24 million this season, so should be a great, great campaign for the Chicago Bulls and Freddie Hoiberg. Don't forget about Zach Levine, bro. Yeah, well. Zach Levine, Chris Dunn's coming about to make back, his, coming back from a torn ACL and then a torn MCL as well. Chris Dunn's about to make his explosion onto the scene here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where do we think Ray John Rondo's going? I thought before my well, my next point for in case you missed it was uh, Ricky Rubio getting traded from the Timberwolves. I thought he was going to go to Timberwolves because I saw many reports that they were shopping Timberwolves were shopping Ricky Rubio. But yeah, they've been shopping him for a while. So now that um, Ricky Rubio's gone for from Minnesota, there and you go. He went to uh, Utah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. George Hill gone? Uh, George Hill's a free agent. You know what? I'm going to say New Orleans. That's a, yeah. We I were mean, talking about that last night. That's a good. That's Rondo? A good. Yeah. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins is a big fan of him. DeMarcus Cousins was saying guard. that they weren't. He, he went on record to say that he wouldn't personally let him walk away from Sacramento. Of course, he did. The next, <laughs> the next season, he did go to Chicago. But those two do have a good relationship. Minnesota and, just, uh, just they need a point guard. That's probably the signed, worst they, probably well, the worst backcourt in the NBA. They just signed Drew Holiday it's, to a hundred and twenty six million dollar contract. Did they? Yes. They 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 re signed no Drew. Drew J R U E. No, I know. I know who he is. Holiday. <laughs> I'm not talking Drew Holiday. He can play the small he can play the shooting guard. He just signed $126 million. You're not going to sign Rondo for fucking, you know, five years. You're going to sign him for a year, two years with the team option for the second year, just like the way Chicago did. Okay. Even even so, could you imagine signing Drew Holiday for $126 million? Oh, oh okay. You're on that. Okay. I got you. That shit's crazy. No, but Minnesota's bringing in Jeff Teague, by the way. Good. I, I think, think that, that'll I think that's that, a good starting lineup. You right? got, yeah. What'd you, <laughs> I don't know about their bench. You called it out last night, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. Teague. Teague. Um, Butler. Wiggins, Butler, Wiggins, Towns, Pekovic. Yeah, Pekovic. That's a good starting five. I don't know about their bench, though. In the East, they'd be probably number one seed, not so, number two seed in the East. I got to pick another team then. All my friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, so right now, probably, for point guards, it's like George probably, Hill. Probably cut that part out. <laughs> what? With what? <laughs> I didn't really fucking sign you all day. Yeah, but they I, thought still, they, I thought they would let him walk. Yeah, but no, they can still they get Rondo on the cheap, though. Yeah, they no, still need help in the backcourt. It's not just July 1st. It says Drew Holiday signed. He like signed at midnight. No, yeah, like last night. Yeah, <laughs> like as soon as the as soon as it was while we were drinking, like, while we were while we at said Kings. while we said you know what, fuck Paul George. We're not recording. We're gonna go drink. Drew was like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> she was like, 126 million reasons to say yes. 
how, how high pitch is Drew Holiday's voice? I think. I don't know. He probably he probably talks like this. You know? <laughs> I'm hey. so excited to play for the Hornets. <laughs> Even though we could, it's gonna be a good season. Uh, it's Drew. My name's Drew. <laughs> with uh, a J. Fuck no, man. Who the, who the heck? Who needs a point guard? Uh, you can put him. You can put him in. You can put him in anywhere, man. I mean, think about it. Point guard. You can't put him anywhere, man. It's Rondo. Okay. <laughs> I mean, why why doesn't he just go to L.A. Clippers play for Doc again? No, because they just traded for Patrick Beverly. Bring him up the and bench, Lou man. Williams. Bring him off the bench. He's going. That's where he's going to go. He's going to reunite with Doc. L.A. Clippers. You watch it. Or he'll go to the Lakers. No, Dan, Doc's not going to deal with that. He could go to the Lakers. No, they just drafted yeah, Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you want, if you want a pass first point guard to be brought up by anybody else, why wouldn't it be Rondo? He wouldn't go to the Lakers. All right, that's that's a little something pride right there. You're yeah, talking about. he wouldn't do that. I'm just saying he could go to the Lakers. You know what? Stick with our stick Cleveland. with our huh? Cleveland. Cleveland. No, I think no, they do know. need a backup point guard. They're talking to like Jose Calderon right now. Backup. Yeah, put Kyrie at the two. Yeah, right. Put yeah. Kyrie in that Dwayne Wade. By role, the way, man. you know what's crazy? Did you hear about that stuff where they were trying to trade Kyrie Irving to the Suns for no. the fourth overall pick? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That would have been stupid. That's a fucking lie, Sean. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'll get the report. You continue in case you missed it. All right. In case you missed it, wouldn't be in case you missed it without the Knicks. Now, obviously, it's been a few days, but Phil Jackson and the Knicks have parted ways. Mm. And the funniest uh, video that you'll see this week, in my opinion, is Michael Rappaport <laughs> giving props to James Dolan for finally pulling the trigger on getting Phil Jackson the fuck out of New York. I'll play a clip right now. But before I do... Uh, James Dolan had to obviously eat at least twenty million of the remaining contract that uh, Phil Jackson had. Wait, what the fuck was his position? The president of the team, the mm-hmm. GM—I don't know what the fuck that was called—but three years, only eighty wins, no playoff appearances, endless bashing of Carmelo Anthony, trying to trade Porzingis. I f- I still believe that he was trying nah, to get fired. He just wanted to see. He just wanted <laughs> to see what was out there. He wanted to hear what teams were willing to give up for Porzingis. I don't think he was. Yo, trying what to trade. other GM is? That critical or like obsessed with enforcing an offensive system on a coach as much as he did with Jeff Hornacek and the fucking triangle. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but Jeff Hornacek, fucking Derek Fisher. Like you got, you got former um, Phil Jackson players like Steve Kerr and fucking, um, they don't use the triangle. That's my point. They don't mm-hmm. fucking, it's Luke it's, Walton. Luke Walton, thank you. They, it's out, it's outdated. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's when it's and Phil when Jackson it, like refuses to believe like 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 it's like basketball has gone past him in terms yeah, of like systems. Any good team has has more than one superstar now. Yeah, you he can't build around the. I don't think guy. he wanted. I don't think he ever wanted the job. But who's going to pass up twelve million dollars a year mm, for five years? Nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, by the way, what I was talking about. Ready for this? You didn't hear this before the George trade. So obviously this is dead now. But uh, Vince Grizor Gregoric got a check mark. <laughs> So he's verified. Yep. Uh, Cavs had a deal in place pre-draft with the Suns. Kyrie and Channing Fry to Phoenix for Eric Bledsoe in the fourth pick. Cavs then would have shipped the fourth pick to to Indy for Paul George. Oh, okay. So it was just... Gilbert approached LeBron for a guarantee he'd stay in Cleveland longer than a season before they pulled the deal on the the trigger on the trade. Yeah. LeBron wouldn't give him the... the uh, we haven't even talked about that. Like All these trades, how they, how they have affected Cleveland and their... Cause and, and what they're trying to do. LeBron's holding Cleveland over a battle right now. They want to trade Love. They want to. They obviously want to trade Kyrie if they want to. Uh, they want to improve. 
But Melo's also on their, on their list of players. But they can't because you know what? LeBron won't commit. LeBron won't commit. So they don't want to blow up what only, they got. He only keeps signing two-year deals. They he don't, they don't like want to keep, like, keep yeah. – They don't want to keep – They've already locked into Tristan Thompson. No, <laughs> if LeBron leaves, they're fucked. And that's all on LeBron as well. They're fucked. No, but speaking of, of Cleveland, you know how they fired their, their uh, GM, um, David Griffin. He's on a short list for New York to replace Phil Jackson. And other than Griffin, you know who else's name is flowing around, even though he denies ever even talking to the Knicks? John Calipari. What about Yurjai, uh, hmm. the guy from Toronto? I thought he was on there too. He's on there too, yeah. Calipari? Calipari. He says he hasn't talked, he hasn't spoken to the Knicks, but the Knicks have mentioned his name. Could you imagine if Calipari goes there and everybody that played for him for Kentucky just wants to play for the Knicks now? Hmm. Boogie, Davis. No, I don't think that would happen, Sean. No. Well, here's a clip here of uh, Michael Rappaport venting or. You know, feeling relieved of Phil Jackson not being with the Knicks. James Dolan, Jimmy D, you fucking did it. Fucking proud of you, Jimmy D. You don't take no fucking shit off nobody. Now do yourself a favor, okay? Don't say we're parting ways with Phil Jackson. Say we fired you, you sucker. okay? You're fucking fired. Now take your fucking yoga mat and go the fuck back to Montana. After that, I want you to go down to Radio City Music Hall. I want you to line up all the Rockettes. I want you to fire all of them. Tell them, you're all fucking fired. Let people know you're the fucking boss. Then you gotta call Charles Oakley up. We're gonna make amends. You're gonna have a sit down with him tonight. You're gonna make that whole situation go away. Alright? You gotta call up Oak. Make things right with Oak. But I am proud of you, Jimmy D. You got the juice now. It's your city. All right, that's the that's <laughs> oak baby. That's the oak. end. Of, that's the end of that. <laughs> that's the best part of that. I love that. <laughs> that's he needs to do that. He needs to bring Oakley, Oakley into the fold and make give him a job. Things, make things right. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted that out about how I love that part. He uh, he liked my tweet actually. Rappaport liked my tweet. That's, that's good. That's the best part of the whole thing, good in stuff. my opinion. Because uh, all I could think about was was Oakley being being dragged out of Madison Square Garden that night. For uh, <laughs> for I don't know being too drunk I, just, I guess I'm feeling that I don't think he was <laughs> no, even drunk yeah, he was sitting behind for being no. Charles Oakley exactly Dolan that wasn't was, even the case Dolan was afraid for whatever reason of what like he was going to do or what he thought he might have done but I don't know it was just weird that's a whole weird situation make things right make things right <laughs> in case you missed it <laughs> bum, bum, bum. the top selling jerseys were released a few days ago and guess what number. Isaiah Thomas was on this list. It was 15 jerseys. I'm not going to say all 15, but I'll just say like the top the top um, five or so, top I, seven. Isaiah Thomas this year? So last year is selling jerseys? So yeah, this past season it just ended. Oh, it. Isaiah? I mean, let's see. Top five market in the NBA. Best player made a big rise. Six. Ooh, close. Number seven. Oh, I almost went with number seven. seven. Number seven. My man, he beat out. He beat out players like John Wall, mm-hmm. Draymond Green, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, oh, James right. Harden. Harden's the, a big one. The Greek Freak. Wow, Harden. He beat yeah. out Harden. He beat out. He beat out those. Yeah, he beat out those guys. I really think that people there would be more Harden jerseys sold. That's but what I thought. Ugly as fuck. They are. Those that's that's what it is. The Houston jerseys are bad. The gray ones aren't that bad. I mean, I'm sorry. The black ones. I like the black ones. The black ones aren't. The black that ones bad, are dope. Yeah. But the red ones suck. Yeah, the red ones suck, and the gray ones with the sleeve are weird. They suck. Yeah, they're weird. Well, remember, who was number one? Um. Well, ahead of Thomas was Leonard, Kyrie, Russell, KD, 
I thought Katie would be number one. LeBron and Steph was number one. Steph is Steph, number one. Steph. Steph. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. By the way, Steph Curry, now the highest paid player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Signed a $201 million contract. Just said, I'm that, not. That extra $1 million, uh, they put it over the top. I ain't fucking leaving Golden State <laughs> ever, dude. He's just like, give me the max. <laughs> Fully guaranteed. Let's go. All right. Uh, in case you missed it, Paul Pierce has cleared waivers. The Clippers uh, waived him a few days ago. So Boston, at any point, is going to sign the former former captain. Give him a max deal. <laughs> give him a max deal. <laughs> <laughs> give, give him 202 mil <laughs> just to be Curry. It's been reported he's going to sign a one-day contract. But, yeah, sure, give him the max deal at this point. One day, 202 mil. <laughs> as, as Paul is signing, he goes, no, no, get the shit out of my face. I'm playing one more season. I got to save this squad. Oh. He's gonna, gonna do one. To see. He's gonna well, do one more. He's gonna do one. You know what? Do one more. Fuck it. If if we don't get Hayward, <laughs> we didn't get Jordan. He's like, I won't do. I won't play back to backs. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I won't play five games in fucking seven nights. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think that that probably would happen if. Stevens, He's like, you know what? I won't even go on the road. If Stevens wasn't the coach, Pierce would be playing this year. He's like, I'll, P- I'll pull up Stevens Tommy Heights. Gonna let Pierce Pierce play this year. I'll pull up Tommy Heights and I won't go on the road. I just play home games. <laughs> He's just Tommy Heights. <laughs> In case you missed it, I sort of brought it up a little bit um, while Zach was still on the phone. But uh, the Celtics Summer League roster and schedule has been released. First game on the schedule, July 3rd, against Sean's boy, Markel Fultz, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Sean, will you be watching? Well, I'd be watching. Yes. Yes. It's the first take of the rivalry, man. There you go. They'll also be playing the Lakers for the first time ever in like Summer League history. We're going to see Markel Fultz, what? Five, four. Play, I think I think they play Philly twice. Six times a year. Yeah, and then and then the preseason. Is it you know, six you know, or five? You know they're going to play a bunch of the preseason. A lot. Yeah. We're going to see them a lot. Okay. Philly and Toronto. Those are usually the, the culprits in the preseason for the Celtics. Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we're well, actually, they didn't play Toronto last year, which is the year I would have liked to see them oh, play yeah, right to see Toronto how, Raptors. Yeah, Fultz, good point. Instead Fultz, of like, you know, you guys want to play Charlotte. Fultz turns into uh, twice. Fultz turns into Derrick Rose. We're we're fucked. <laughs> In case you missed it, the Celtics have made a qualifying offer to Kelly Olynyk to Thank make God. a restricted free agent. Oh, the qualifying offer is worth four million dollars, but if he is retained, uh, seven point seven million will go against the cap next season. So Hayward, what please sign, fuck? please sign with the Celtics, so we don't have to see Kelly Olynyk ever again in the Celtics jersey. Okay, oh, don't it's a harsh. No one, no one tell. No, I, I apologize, Danny. You are doing stuff. You're getting Kelly Olynyk that qualifying offer. You're you're making moves. <laughs> Trader Danny's back. It's insurance, Sean. Get it's the insurance. fuck out of here. It's Get the insurance. fuck out of here. Oh, just like insurance was. Let's trade for Paul. Let's sign Hayward and then trade for Paul George. No, Danny has Danny. Oh, I wish I could talk to him off the record just for a second. Uh, in case you missed it, for you hip hop fans, for you music fans, if you're a title. Fuck customer this. and Fuck a this. spring customer, you gotta get that new Jay Z 444 album. It is so dope. I'm just sorry, I just oh. had to throw that in there. So, so basically, we just cut off one twentieth of our listeners who <laughs> listen to Title exclusively and uh, have a sprint plan because I fucking downloaded Title with the intent to listen to his album when it dropped, and apparently, I'm not fucking cool enough. I don't have Sprint. Get the hell out of here, man. Jay Z's a punk. I do, and this is the first time Sprint has ever done anything remotely great like, as this right here. 
fucking it. I, I'm happy to say today that I'm a Sprint customer for the first time in my life. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not even a Sprint customer, but because I've, I've had title for what about a year now. I, I, I was good, man. I, yeah, you know, right blame, I had that waiting for me. Blame Sway because he should have been. He should have been telling you, Sean, get on that, get on that. You know that Jay going to be dropping some exclusive shit at some point. Well, somebody should have. I, I really feel like it should have been like you missed title. a couple days. You know what? <laughs> title fucked up. They should have. Well, they should have put something out there that says "Download before the 26th. If you want to listen to Jay Z, download before the twenty. Everybody would have fucking. Well, I saw the. It. I saw an ad on Facebook, and I'm not a title subscriber. I kept seeing that pop up like a sponsored like ad of you know make sure you become a elite or a Sprint customer or a title customer mm-hmm. because Jay Z dropping his album. That was like a week ago. Well, I didn't see shit on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I've given many, many listens, and I continue to keep listening probably all summer. Yeah, it's addictive. It's a little addictive. I'm not going to lie. It's 10 tracks, but it, it's 10 tracks that hit your soul. <laughs> I don't know. I like one of them. One of them is pretty good. We'll put you on, Sean. We'll put you on. Just uh, one? Oh, you haven't heard the whole album oh, yet. No, yeah, don't, don't worry. I, I haven't heard the whole album yet because I'm not in the fucking cool club, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I have Verizon. What the fuck are you going to do for me, Verizon? Give me a Bon Jovi album in fucking 2018. <laughs> Verizon is the Danny Ainge of cell phone companies. <laughs> Jesus. And iTunes. Don't get me started with well, iTunes. Well, how do you think I felt four years ago when Jay-Z dropped an album and it was only oh, for yeah. Samsung, Samsung. Samsung cell phone users yep. that could listen mm. to the fucking no. album. Down the app. Yep. That's they ridiculous. Thank God for Sway. Magna you know? Carta. But it's so funny because uh, well, the, 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 the internet, the internet crashed. The internet crashed that day, so we couldn't even, us uh, Samsung owners, we couldn't listen to it till about, what, like 7 a.m. in the morning or so? The it, internet it crashed? The internet crashed. Yeah. so many people tried to download it at once that no one got it. Broke the internet. The album didn't suck, by the way, Sean. It oh. wasn't great. All right. I accept that. It wasn't great. This, in case you missed it, is brought to you by CLNS Media Network. CLNS. Make sure you download that mobile app. <laughs> when you want the best. For the best in sports coverage. <laughs> you can also listen to Causeway Street Podcast on there as well. Oh, yo, big shout out to Nick uh, Gelso. I didn't say thank you to him last episode during our uh, our live NBA draft uh, show down at the Greatest Bar. He was a crucial part in setting that up. So big shout out to him and the whole Absolutely. CLNS crew. Yeah, yeah definitely. Was. For that. And, um, you know, we gave away our Isaiah Thomas basketball. Yeah, those guys were psyched, town. That know, was, Shout out to them as that well. That was great. We had a lot of people sign up for that ball. And, uh, man, that uh, that roar that came from the crowd when they won it, I didn't I didn't know. Because we were just been talking to those people uh, about signing up. And then, they, of course, that you know, one of the guys that was in that group ended up winning it. So that was fun. Yeah, Nate, I had Nate, a great right? time at the, at the that last broadcast. Nate good. won the ball. Shout out to Nate. Who the fuck's Nate? He won the basketball. He won the basketball. <laughs> he was the name you called when they... We gave it away. I just remember I pulled out something that said your mama. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Shout out to your mama for not claiming that ball. You know? <laughs> and then the email said your mama at gmail.com. Oh, we all know oh. she's a Gmail subscriber, right? Now. I don't yeah. I don't think that's your uh, email. That's somebody was playing. And that's it for In case you missed it. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. And hit up our homepage, causewishyblog.com for all your free agency coverage. I want something to go right for the Celtics. It will. You know what, Sean? I will. You know what? Right now, I just got it. I just got it right now. You felt it? Gut gut feeling. They're going to sign Hayward. Yeah? They're going to sign Hayward. Yeah? Yeah. Good. I want something. I need something to go right. That's why. It's been been a lot of disappointment. Other than than, than the Celtics playing on the basketball court, everything else has been disappointment. There's just so much to offer. You know, 
not not just well. All right. In you know my opinion, it is? It, you know, it's it's, uh, it's putting Gordon Hayward becoming a household name because he'll be the one going against LeBron James and the Cavs. You know what Danny Ainge is doing right now? I think I just made the best analogy. Brad Stevens in there too. I think it's gonna happen. Danny Ainge is at like that steakhouse mm. that has all of these crazy, like the most delicious foods in the entire <laughs> world. All the Dutra metaphors, love them, love them. And he just orders chicken nuggets. That's what we're doing right now. He's got too many options. Mm. So he, he falls back on... 20-piece. I love chicken nuggets. Yeah. I'm just going to do this chicken. I'm just going to do chicken nuggets. Forget the filet mignon. <laughs> a little too expensive. Forget the lobster. Ah, you know, I don't know if I'm in the mood for seafood. <laughs> That's great and all, fucking, but... Give me my fucking 20-piece chicken nuggets. And you can find Sean and his <laughs> analogies on Twitter at Sean Dutra. S e a n d u t r a. I'm telling you right now, turn. though, we're turning. If they don't get it's Gordon turning. Hayward. If they don't get Gordon Hayward, give me Carmelo Anthony. Nope. If they don't get Gordon Hayward, I'm starting the next episode. Oh, you can hear Joe Sway's hot takes, or you can read Joe Sway's hot takes on Twitter. What do you mean starting next episode? At J O E. Just swearing. Oh, okay. you mean you're gonna you're gonna vent? Mm. All right, coming. Oh, next episode's gonna be interesting. At J O E underscore S W A Y. That's right. Check me out on Twitter. What else we got, guys? That's about it, right? Covered everything. Any last, any final thoughts? I don't know. I feel like by the time Go this episode Celtics! comes out, here was gonna here was gonna be decided. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. No, put it up. Put it. We'll, we'll, this was this was supposed to be a happy we about free drop. agency show, but <laughs> I mean, if we were just ignorant, remember remember a year ago how like optimistic everyone was? Yeah, it no. was like oh no, fucking Kevin Durant meeting with the Celtics, Tom Brady, and fucking you know what you know what the Celtics need to do when they do meet with with, with Hayward is. Forget Tom Brady, as much as everyone loves Tom Brady, because Hayward does not love Tom Brady. I don't know if you know Tom that. Brady, he yeah. hates Tom Brady. You need Peyton Manning in this You need meeting. to bring some Paul Pierce, some Kevin Garnett. Peyton Manning. You need Peyton. Bill Russell in that meeting. Like, all the, like, it's like as much Celtics legends as you can bring and say, you Larry know what? Larry Bird. You got to get Larry Bird because. I don't know. Larry might be still on his pace with things. See, this is why I have this gut feeling. <laughs> the reason I have this gut feeling is that I just feel like the Celtics are going to blow him away with their presentation. Listen, if you just go better. to Gordon Haywood and say, Boston loves white people. <laughs> Sold. No, do it, but don't do it. <laughs> as, don't do it but don't do it that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be enough. No, but, no, <laughs> no, I see what he's saying, but do it, but don't do it that, that blatant. <laughs> <laughs> just be like. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, don't no, be- I think you just straight up come out and say, listen, <laughs> Boston, <laughs> uh, this is not a funny topic, <laughs> but I'm making it a funny topic. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. I digress. All right, gang. Until next time, <laughs> we are the Cosmic Street Podcast, and we out. All right. Later. Later, guys. Bye-bye.